talk is money, honey. All we talk is money. All we talk is money. It's like bees to the honey. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the SauceCast here on Valuetainment, uh, the sexiest financial podcast in the world, some may say. This is where finance meets romance, right? And uh, I'm your host, Adam Saz. You can call me Saz. And Natalia, she's not on camera today, but we usually do this together, so we'll do it I'm here. in unison. I know a lot of people out there are big fans of Natalia. She looks incredible today. <laughs> But unfortunately, we, didn't, we have such a great panel that she got the axe. But we are, we're here for one goal, one goal only. And we, we want to help you people out there get paid, paid laid, paid, and, and do, do it, it your way. way. Okay. Nat, you were supposed to join me on that one. I you did. Dropped the ball. Did you hear me? I kind of heard you. But can paid, you say it again? Paid, laid, and you do it your way. Scream one more time. Paid, laid, and do it your way. All right. So one of you gentlemen out there, please help Natalia with that if you could. <laughs> Thank you. You have three options to choose from. Um, let's get right into today's panel. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize the return of Rolo Tomasi in the house, the author of The Rational Mail. Some may call you the godfather of mm. The Red Pill, The Manosphere. Hey, I've read Some your will. books, man. Some might. Michael just learned how to read. He's going to yeah, reference about 38 books. books he Yay. read this week, today. Some Michael call, Sartain. Some call me a vasectomologist. Yes, these days, we'll be discussing too. The most that. hated man in the Twitterverse. People do seem to hate you these days for some reason. Or be talking about you. You know, they say if they're talking about you, there's a good thing to spell my name, my name right. R O double L O. Rolo's in the house. Former captain, Air Force, man of action, MOA, and Vegas nightlife guru. We are not, we're not in Vegas. You mean Kylie? I, I got to tell you one thing. This guy knows everybody in Vegas. Nonstop introductions. Adam, meet this person. Adam, meet this girl. Meet this girl. I said, Michael, there's too many girls here. He's like, we haven't even got started yet. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come back and visit you in Vegas. That was fun. Uh, but you guys host a podcast called mm -hmm. Access Vegas. Mm -hmm. That's blowing up these days. You guys have been, I think you're doing a takeover of Fresh and Fit of their podcast. When's that? Uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Myron won't be there, so it's just me, Fresh, and, and Rolo. And then we've got a cast of uh, all the girls are coming from Babes and Toyland Charity on the, they're coming for the charity on Saturday, but they're going to be on Fresh and, and the Friday. Babes and Toyland Charity for anyone in South Florida is going to be at the SLS South Beach Saturday night. Yes. There's it, just going to be like what, like three, four girls there? How many girls do you expect? Probably around 300. 300. Uh, I got the uh, wrong number. We're okay. raising, we're raising gotcha. money for Project Fashion Tales. It's an animal rescue charity. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going there to support the animals uh, for the charity. <laughs> That's why people are showing up to Babes and Toyland yeah. to see those 300 girls and a couple cats. Uh, and you also brought your lovely girlfriend. Kylie's in the house. Hi. Don't call me Willis McGahey, right? How do you say your last name? McGahey. McGahey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> uh, so the ladies that we're going to introduce you guys, as I'm introducing you guys, um, I usually ask the women two questions, so I might as well just do this now. Give us what you do for work and your relationship status. I already kind of preemptively said that you're Michael's girlfriend, but allow you to introduce yourself. What do you do for work? And tell us about your amazing, beautiful relationship. Um, yeah, I do modeling, and I'm actually currently like still in school, and I'm the proud girlfriend of Michael Sartain. Wow. Can we get a round of applause for that? Uh, <laughs> listen, stay in school, kids, okay? You might meet a girl like this. Uh, we got Fosh Posh back in the house. 
the lovely Nafisa Terry, she's in the house. <laughs> Fill us in what you got going on. Last time you were here, you couldn't speak about what you were working on. Um, Some big project. What's up? Yes, so I'm on a reality TV show, and um, it premieres June 14th, so everyone look out for that. It's called Temptation Island. It'll be on USA Network. It's really good. Um, you guys are going to see me doing some really interesting things and meet all my other funny friends. Interesting. Uh, very things. interesting. What kind of interesting things. things? Give us one quick preview of I'm what we can expect. Drive I'm, traffic, Fosh. <laughs> I'm just living my best life, you know, just having fun and everything else. Um, I'm also a ring girl. I'm also in real estate, and I also model. So A lot guys, of alsos out there. Yeah. Relationship status these days. <laughs> I'm open to connecting to a soul. Oh, <laughs> yes. That anyone connects is, with the line, that's it. <laughs> what does that mean? Open to connecting with Fosh. That means that she's already with connecting soul. with some people, and then she's open to connecting with The more. old soulmate spiel. I know that one before. Uh, my friend Georgia's here, Georgia Mafia. Hi. DJ, celebrity DJ in Miami. Let us know what you, uh, what you do for work. I just kind of already told people, but let us know what you got going on and your relationship status. Well, I became a DJ here in Miami during quarantine, um, but I'm also, I think currently on LinkedIn it says, DJ, entrepreneur, and experienced producer. Nice, some yeah. of those also's that Fosh was yeah, using yeah, before. Yeah. Also uh, this, also that. We, okay. we women juggle plenty of things. That's true, mm -hmm. I, that's what I hear about these women these days. <laughs> okay, and uh, relationship status? Mm, you know, occasional mini romances, I call them. Situations, I believe they, they call them these days. Situations. Like, I, I like mini romance because it's mini you know, romance. It makes it a bit romance. Yeah, every weekend it seems I have a different mini romance. <laughs> and uh, It lasts a bit longer than a booty call. Okay. Uh, it's longer than a booty call? Yeah. So give me a time frame of what a booty call is and what a relationship is and what a mini romance is. Break that down. Time frame. Well, it's hard to define, no? But I don't think it's only about time. It's about emotion. It's about what you share. It could be a mini romance. Could actually be just two nights, and it was it was passionate and romantic. And that sounds like a long-term relationship, yeah. right? I mean, I'm, man. <laughs> two nights, man. We've been dating a long time. Two nights. Expectations low, and the shorter the time, the better. Keep you know? expectations low, uh, low, oh, and uh, <laughs> meet those expectations. So it sounds like you're uh, working on those connections that. Fosh is talking about. Respect to you. Caro's in the house. Caro Del Rio. Yeah. Give us your story. What's your relationship? A lot of men want to know. They're dying mm -hmm. to know. And what do you do for work? I've been involved in entrepreneur environment for a long time, for all my life. I moved here from Colombia three years ago. When I was there, I owned a healthy restaurants. A healthy restaurant? Yes. Nice. Yes. After I moved here, because someone invited me for a conference, for the entrepreneurs girls. And after when I decided to live here, uh, I start to do modeling. Uh, I do modeling work here. I am content creator. I am influencer. And I love everything with empowerful women. Nice. You love everything empowering women? What was that? Yes, yes. Okay. Carl, what, what yeah. city is your family from in Colombia? Say it again? What city is your family from in Colombia? Bogota. Okay. Nice. Yeah, my family's from Now Medellin. I remember yeah. where, I, where I know you. In Maxim Party, you made me an interview. Yeah. I was with the custom of Cruella. Okay. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah My family's from uh, Antioquia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We'll play this Colombian <laughs> geography later. Thank you, Michael. That's great. <laughs> Cha-ching. I, ironically, I uh, met when I visited Medellin, Colombia. I also met a lot of Colombian entrepreneurs. 
There's a lot of women out there are very entrepreneurial. That's messed up, bro. I just said there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. No, but it's in our culture. The people from Colombia love to be entrepreneur people. Yeah, and they're very friendly and they're very welcoming. They just invite you in their house. Maybe you got to tip them, maybe you don't. I don't know. We have like the initiative for do everything. We are like, our people is like Well, shout out to the Colombian entrepreneurs out there. You make the economy go around. The... Sexual economy as well out there. Uh, guys, oh welcome God. to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, quick um, read from our sponsor oh, real quick. I know Michael's got some very strong thoughts about men being the best versions of themselves. Uh, I know you've talked about uh, sure. drops in testosterone in men. And I know that this is sort of an ongoing narrative, especially on a lot of the Manosphere type shows, is that, that how the system, the governments, you know, NGOs, uh, World Economic Forum, all that, they kind of want men to be more feminized. You've done countless content on this stuff. Um, and the government specifically wants men with low testosterone and weak. Why? Because they are easier to control. I think we've learned anything over the last handful of years. More control. Once the government gets control, hard to get that thing out of, uh, out of what's going on in society. So it's not just the governments. It's not just the world economic forms of the world. It's also all the plastic products that we... Uh, consume water bottles packages different types of products plastics apparently you know about this release estrogenic yeah, chemicals phytoestrogens yeah. okay see there's they're backing me up so i got my guys here this backup right here that seems pretty toxic to me a lot of guys get labeled toxic masculinity everything that comes with that seems like this uh plastic is as toxic as it gets here's a little uh, fun facts for you testosterone levels have been declining since the 1980s as a rate of one percent per year every year so over 40 years, that's a 40% drop, let's say. Researchers are calling these changes alarming from an evolutionary standpoint. This is like right in your wheelhouse, yeah. evolutionary type stuff. So how do you, as men, fight back against this type of agenda? Well, you could work out, you can lift weights, money, muscles, game, right? Frame, let's not lose that out. More muscles equals more testosterone, we know all that. You can get good sleep, that's what I do on Sundays, you know, after I do all my praying. You can get sun, need that this weekend. We can also take some testosterone booster. This was called turkesterone, all right? So if you take turkey, testosterone, you put them together, turkesterone. And here's some of the benefits of this amazing product that I've been using for about a month now. I am jacked up, ready to go. <laughs> turkesterone, I'm gonna leave this right here. Here's some of the benefits. It increases testosterone, obviously. It increases strength, increases lean muscle mass, improves recovery, helps with fat loss, decreases stress, probably most importantly stress these days. So it's basically, they said this, it's basically steroids, with all, without all the nasty <laughs> side effects. We've awesome. had, we, had, we had the Liver King on recently oh, on the yeah. PVD Jeez. podcast. That guy was roided out. Smelt great, if you know what I mean. Not so much. But uh, imagine if you could look that good, feel that good, but not have all the nasty side effects with that. So if you're interested, Turkesterone, there's a link, I think, below. Yep. If you want to learn more about this, you can go to blackforestsupplements.com slash value for valuetainment. We're giving, what, 10% off, I believe, is what it is. So overall, it helps you become the best, most masculine version of yourself. And if you're one of those types that are trying to fight the matrix, this is a uh, direct defiance of the system. So become the best man you can possibly be. So these ladies out there have some real man in their life. I know that they're looking for that um, connection, some may say. So shout out to Turkesterone. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah. A Manly couple, man? A couple things. Number one, all you guys out there should have your testosterone and estrogen levels yes. checked. You're free and total. If you go to a clinic and they just give you total, 
they're, they're doing you a disservice. If they don't tell you your estrogen levels, they're doing you a disservice. If you go to an endocrinologist and he tells you that your total testosterone's in the 200s and he doesn't do anything for you, report him to the fucking police. Wow. That is, that is a crime. I'm sorry, man. That should be a crime. I'm, I'm like, they're like, oh, well, you're fine. Your prostate's fine. It's like, yeah, I want to fuck my wife every once in a while. Nope. Sorry. They don't care about that. Endocrinologists are not interested in you performing well. That's what male, that when you go, uh, you know, companies like this, if you guys listen to Derek Moore Plates More Dates, if you guys listen to, um, Who's the other guy? I can't remember the, who's always on there. But uh, Derek Moore Plates More Dates had a really great video that he put out where he was showing that. So as of right now, if you go to a TRT clinic, when they give you a shot, um, you don't have to, like, you can actually order out testosterone and shoot yourself. They're trying to change that law to where you have to have a physician with you at all times mm. when you do this. This is something I've been saying for years. Eventually, exogenous testosterone is going to be regulated or made illegal because men in their 40s and 50s having testosterone levels in their 19, like when they were 19, yeah. is going to become a threat to certain political people. Like, it's going to become an issue for you to be the smartest you've ever been, the most wise you've ever been, but to have a testosterone level like when you're, you're 19, that is a threat to people. And so because of that, look in the future for more regulation to come down. As I've been saying this for years, right now you can get, you can go to a TRT clinic and get anything you want. They're going to start making this harder. The third thing I want to say is learn the difference between anabolic steroids and testosterone. Those are two different things. There's a lot of confusion. Some women are like, oh my God, my boyfriend went to a TRT clinic. He's taking Trembolone. No, your boyfriend went to a TRT <laughs> clinic. He's taking a exogenous testosterone that is made from wild yams. He is not taking equipoise. He is not taking DECA. That is, that's a different thing. So learn the difference between anabolic and androgenic. I think that's a, you know, people just need to learn more about this whole subject. I got a fourth point to add. If you don't do what Michael just said to you, I can picture you just coming in like the freaking Kool-Aid man, right into some dude's house being like, you take your testosterone today, brother. <laughs> Michael just shows up. So you don't want that in your life unless you're a hot chick like Kylie. I think you would invite something like that, Michael just rolling in on your house. Anyway, uh, thank you, Turkestron, and thank you. Uh, dude, uh, Michael is the nerdiest, coolest guy I've ever met. Mm. It, it really is. You're a freaking geek, but you're also a fucking boss. It's very interesting how you're able to do that dynamic. Anyway, that's a compliment in a weird way. It, but thank you, you. I feel like, I mean, you're someone who reads and studies as much as you. Anyway, thank you guys for that. Let's get into the show. So uh, whatever type of media you're in, uh, whatever you consume, there's one rule in media, and the rule is don't bury the lead, okay? Mm -hmm. If there's a lead story, you hit it. And the lead story involves our friend, Rolo Tomasi. He's gone viral these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. One single tweet sets, a, sets the world on fire. You were just on Fresh and Fit. Shout out to those guys. By the way, we're doing a sick live event here at Valuetainment Studios in Fort Lauderdale with Fresh and Fit. A handful of lovely ladies. I'll be hosting it. It's their show. Uh, and if you want to get tickets for that event, it is Friday, June 2nd. Tickets are on sale now. They're selling out fast, fresh and fit. It's their first live event podcast that they've ever done. Uh, this is what we do here on Valuetainment. If you're interested in that, check that out. Link below. Natalia's doing that. You can't see her, but believe me, she's working over there and she looks yeah. great. But you guys were just on fresh and fit mm. debating. The two of you it was like a two-on-two -two WWF match. Mm against Sneeko and Destiny, Destiny. almost. Mm -hmm. You were kind of going at it with Sneeko, you were kind of going at it with Destiny, two on two. I've never seen Myron and Fresh so quiet. Well, I've seen Fresh quiet, but 
Uh, it they was were very moderating. interesting. They, they were moderating, moderating very well. Yes. If there's anything about Myron, he's very moderate in yeah. his beliefs. Yo, that's, what, yeah. that's, yeah. that's what I've learned about Myron. Respect to those guys. Shout out to but my politically the, moderate friend. The whole friend reason Myron. that this debate took place was because a tweet you did. Mm -hmm. You had Ben Shapiro talking about it. Matt you Walsh. Had Matt Walsh. Lauren Chin. Lauren Chin. The list goes on. Sneeko responded. Pretty much everybody at Daily Wire. So Rolo pissing off a lot of people. So let's pull up this tweet real quick. And what we're going to do, I think there were uh, seven. Eight elements that you basically said this is the quickest path to becoming yes. a high value man. Emphasis you guys had on a whole... quickest. What's that? <laughs> Emphasis on quickest. Emphasis the quickest, on quickest. Not the only path. So, um, number one, it says do not get married, okay? Number two, avoid family creation. Number three, vasectomy in your 20s. I think this triggered nah, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, nah, I'm an expert on yes. vasectomy. Number four, somehow. lift consistently. Number five, eliminate all sedations. Number six, learn game and networking, something that I speak about frequently here. Play to your strengths, not your weaknesses. Build wealth, love that. And resist easing up on your focus. Continue on your path. So, um, you know, a lot of the criticism or critiques that you've heard of many is, Rolo, aren't you married? Don't mm -hmm. you have a kid? Yes. So yes. why give out this contradictory advice to young men out there? Because what are, what's your it's not advice. Everything you read on Twitter is not advice. So let me just throw that one out there. Now, this, I have been reiterating this on podcast after podcast. Um, the tweet itself was meant to sort of agitate. So just throwing that out there. Uh, Rolo agitate? I, no. Imagine that, right? Yeah, I, you know, and I'll tell you, to her credit, Jedediah Bila was one of the first ones who got it. Hotep Jesus got it. Um, they know who I am. In fact, as a matter of fact, when I think it was Sneka who brought it up with Jedediah when she was on the show. Um, I think the the idea that everyone would take it so seriously says more about what's going on, I think, in social media right now than, than anything else. So I'll tell you the inspiration behind it. I was watching uh, Brandon Carter on uh, Fresh and Fit with Derek Moneyberg on Money Mondays or whatever they're, whatever they're calling it right now. And I don't know if you know anything about Brennan Carter. I yeah, he was on, on the show three but, weeks ago. So then yeah. you know that his lifestyle is, let's just say, um, unconventional in the sense that like he, uh, anything that gets in his way, such as like just like mundane mm -hmm. things like doing your laundry, uh, going grocery shopping. Um, he doesn't own a car. He he basically strips down his entire life. So anything that would take him away from earning money and doing and staying on his grind mm -hmm. is something that is just either, it's like outsourcing. He's outsourcing the, the daily I, I chores. Literally, for, all, I was for, about to say outsourcing. I do the yeah. exact same thing in my life. Yeah. Exact so, same thing. So doesn't do, doesn't go out and mow his lawn, doesn't go and do his laundry, doesn't have to. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, if you take that to the logical extreme, you've got this list right here. So what is it that you're willing to sacrifice to get to becoming a quote unquote high value man? And we went into great detail onto how to describe that and how to articulate that on Fresh and Fit when we were on just two, a few days ago. Um, in fact, that was the whole thing. It's like, well, what's a high value man? Well, again, it's the contextual idea of like what makes a guy high value. So we get into that discussion. And from this one tweet, we have, uh, like I said, Ben Shapiro wants to give another list of his, of his opinion on what makes a high value guy. You got uh, Matt Walsh. You got all these people who want to either just come at me for... Um, for essentially contradicting whatever their sort of you know pet ideology happens to be but again this is meant to be over the top and that's the problem that i i committed the cardinal sin of um being hyperbolic i committed mm -hmm. the cardinal sin of being you know, speaking metaphorically or in any way trying to like say you know if, if you know me 
I'm married. I've been married for 27 years. I have a, I have a kid, right? And I thought about this when I was listening to, uh, to Brandon Carter. I'm like, I've been playing this game with, my, with one hand and one foot tied behind my back the whole time. If I wanted to be a high-value man before I'm 55, clearly I have to sacrifice certain things to get there. Mm -hmm. For some people, that's going to be family. For some people, that's going to be a, a family creation. Maybe it's getting a vasectomy in your 20s, which everybody fixated on right there. No, it is not trans surgery for Christ's sake, okay? Mm -hmm. But the whole thing about getting, like, uh, the idea is that, oh, Rollo is suggesting that you sterilize yourself. No, what I'm saying is that you need to protect yourself against paternity suits because anything that would in some way, uh, you know, delimit your ability to become that high value, man, that's why it's over the top. Do you think I, I do not have a vasectomy just clearing clearing the air here right now. I am married, and so everything that's pretty much on this list, I'm the, li I'm the walking contradiction of. So what everybody thinks is like, oh, he's being a hypocrite. No, I'm being hyperbolic. It's fine. Go and like, understand that the reason we're still talking about this, what, two and a half weeks, almost three weeks later, is because that's how agitating this was. Well, ride the wave, Rolo. Oh, uh, you know? Still well, am. So let's Probably go, still let's, will be. <laughs> let, let's go, uh, if we can, and then I'd like to open this up to obviously Michael and the ladies. Uh, to establish some of the, their um, opinions on some of the things you say. So mm -hmm. let's just go one by one real quick. And let's, if there's, if there's anything you disagree with, speak out of turn or speak up, right? Okay, so number one, uh, do not get married, okay? You're married. I was briefly married. You've never been married. Uh, when you hear Rolo say, don't get married, what's the first thing you think? Uh, hyperbole. I mean, because I know, so there was this really funny tweet where this guy was like, I hope you burn in hell, and to, to Rolo's response to the thing, I hope you burn in hell, you're a horrible person, and I'm glad that you're getting a vasectomy so that your genes don't uh, get Propagate, spread into the yeah. next generation. And by the generation. way, that was one of the nicest responses. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a nice and, and, and then his response was, who's going to tell him? You know what I'm saying? Because the person didn't realize Rolo has a child. Yeah. So because of that, like, to me, the whole thing I knew was uh, hyperbole. So it was never an issue for me. I do understand, like, I think one of the dangers is, we do deal with people who are so, uh, and I don't mean binary from a sexual standpoint, binary from the fact that they're autistic. They can't understand any nuance, and so those people might not understand it, but I don't think anyone didn't get married because of the tweet, and I absolutely don't think anyone got a vasectomy because of the tweet. So, <laughs> well, so I heard this guy did, and he's huh? uh, regretting it at this point. But. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think anyone did that. So when I heard the first one, don't get married, it was just like, it, it didn't make any difference. What I did know is this, um, afterwards, I was jokingly, I, I wrote vasectomy, vasectomy, vasectomy on Twitter, and I was like trying to go viral, but it didn't work. The thing is, if he, had, he, had he wrote, hey. They don't hate you enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> had, had he wrote instead, hey, start a family when you're ready to start a family, when you have your money right, when you have your career correct. If he had mm -hmm. written a very tepid, very temperate sentence like that, that was long form, the tweet wouldn't have gone viral. It wouldn't, the, ben Shapiro would not have reacted to it. And you wouldn't have seen, like, I think the reaction says more about those people than it does about Rolo. What it says about Rolo is that he would made a hyperbolic tweet that stirred up reactions in other people. And when that attacked the sensibilities of Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh, they had to fight back. Well, well they're Rolo, both married, right? Yeah, correct. So. Because they had to fight back. But he's also married. So well, like, let's say their their idea is we're going to save Western culture by by having more babies and it's the it's the save the West narrative right now and by the way you're going to see more and more of that happen I think in sort of social media right now as we get closer to election time it's okay. going to be the, any, we're shifting to the culture war narrative. Any of you ladies have any strong feelings when someone like Rolo or Michael say don't get married? No. No. Don't you want to get married one day? I mean, yeah, but I think that like 
the point of when women can get married and men can get married is so different. So like Give I me agree, that difference. I agree with Rolo like waiting. Like for men, it's probably better to wait until you have your like ducks in a row per se. Like for women, it's kind of when you found like the right man or the man that you aspire to be with and then it comes to that time for him i think that's like it's different give me a ideal age difference if you're saying that a guy needs to wait <laughs> or a girl needs to Uh-oh. capitalize on their youth and beauty what do you what do you think it should be well women we're like at our best in our like early mid-20s like that's probably our better time and men probably like their late 30s early 40s they're going to be at their peak you're at that time buddy am i Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm 45. Yeah. I? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Fosh, any strong opinions on the marriage conversation? Um, I think what you tweeted probably got people like riled up because they look at you as somebody to get advice from. Mm-hmm. So they're taking your advice as something that, you know, I'm going to take this to heart because what you say, they're like, oh, OK, you know, Rollo, he's speaking facts. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you tweet something like that, now they're looking at you like, oh, you are a contradiction. Now I can't trust anything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's what yeah. my mind would be. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I, but I don't, here's the thing. While I agree with you, I don't think Ben Shapiro looks to Rolo for advice. I think Ben Shapiro <laughs> got his ideals attacked and had to attack back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I no. think, huh? You don't think so? You can explain further. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ben Shapiro is, he married the first woman he had sex with. Oh, okay. he, so to, to Ben Shapiro's mind, having a high status, high status man is somebody who in, stays very strictly in a religious context. In his, in his case, he's Jewish. And in that context, you marry the first, you lose your virginity to the woman who is your wife on your wedding day, right? Okay, I have a question. Yeah. So I don't know who this Ben guy is, okay. but is he a high value man? Uh, he's, That's he's, the whole debate. Right, so he's, he's, a very, <laughs> yes. uh, he's a very popular broadcaster. I is think he, he is. Rich? Huh? Yeah, yeah, he's is pretty he rich. rich. Quite, yeah. quite a bit. So it worked for him, right? No, no, no. It's not that it did, it's not that it worked for him or didn't work for him. The point was, if 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 Ben had made the original tweet, Rolo wouldn't have been offended. Do you understand? It wouldn't have been an attack. It wouldn't have been an attack. Like if on he would have said, "Get married, have kids, Correct. start a family." That's exactly right. I think yeah. his response says more about him than it does about Rolo because uh, I think from their standpoint, they find it. Uh, so Rolo and I, if you were to say, "I want to have several children." and get married when I'm young and have those several children and run a business and make a little bit of money, but just enough to feed my family and live out on a farm. Am I a high value man? Roland, I'd probably be like, if that's how you define yourself, yes. But if another guy came to us and be like, I'd never want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I want to have 10 million in the bank and I want to start a huge charity to support X, Y, and Z. Am I also a high value man? And Roland and I would probably say yes, but, think- ben, but ben Shapiro would not because you didn't have a bunch of kids and you don't go to synagogue every day. So now by his definition, you're not a high value man. Whereas for us, what we believe is it's whatever you think in your personal denomination of life, that, that, that's whatever you believe is high value man, we can accept that to a certain extent. If you're an incredibly toxic person, then maybe not. But for the most part, we, we, we would probably agree it's whatever your definition is. I agree. I agree that people have different paths in life yeah. and whatever feels right to them is what works. Yeah. But, 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 but the, the tweet says the quickest way. It doesn't say the only way. Everyone the seems to miss way. that point. Yeah. Everybody seems to... It, it, legitimately, the quickest way to become a high-value man, if money is involved, is it to have kids or to not have kids? Stacking your okay. money. Is it easier to stack your money when you have kids or when you don't have kids? Now, what's the 10 out of 10 hyperbolic? And for those of you who went to private school, went to public school, hyperbolic means exaggeration. 
for those of you, for, for what is the most hyperbolic example of not having kids in your 20s? A vasectomy. It's not real. We don't. He I have a question for that. Is go, that reversible? It is, but but it, 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 the further from the beginning of the vasectomy to when you get it reversed, the less likely it is to be reversible. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that it becomes problematic if you wait like 10 years to do it. Yeah. I would I would argue that one because how how are you a high value man to a woman if you cannot provide children anymore? Right. So here's the thing. Again, going back to what you said before, could you are are there guys out there that you can think of? George Clooney. Derek Jeter, who have sex with attractive women and don't have babies with them, and yet the rest of the world still thinks there's high value. It, you have a different opinion for what your high value is than other people. And we're not telling you you're wrong. We're telling you everyone can have a different opinion of what a high value person is. And then you get to high value people who are horrible, horrible people, like politicians and certain CEOs and executives at companies. They're horrible people, but everyone comes on their yacht. Everyone comes to their parties. Everyone comes to their birthday. Even though they're fucking horrible people, mm -hmm. they do so. So the term is androgynous. It can mean a million different right. things. So and that is the point. Men more to define like someone that's popular, their fame, that, that, someone that, that, could that you want to hang That could be your definition. Yeah. But if you're a but Quaker, but if you're a Quaker, is that is that the thing? If you're a Quaker, then a high-value person doesn't use any electronic equipment, has multiple children, never cheats on his wife, doesn't do anything on social media, and has no following whatsoever. But, but if you live in Los just, Angeles, that's not a high-value person. In right. the end, it's just defined mm. by the by each person. What a, 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 I agree with that one. The best achievement unlocked. Mm. A high-value person or a high-value man in general, it depends on what you think in your own mind. It's your definition of it. Well, it depends on what your cohort thinks in their own mind. I, do, I don't think your it can cohort? just, like the group of people that you associate with. Your so, people. Yeah, so oh, for okay. instance, if you're an investment banker, then the investment banker group that you're with, they're the ones who determine mm -hmm. your value. Right. Because value is a function of supply and demand. So it can't be, like, again, as men, we cannot be the, the origin of our own value or our own status. Other, our, our status is based on what other people think about it. We can be the origin of our own self-esteem, but not our own status. That does matter what other people say about yeah, you. So I, fully, I fully agree. I, fully, I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. I fully agree that, that you can have great self-confidence. Yeah. Right? You know how they say that don't let your net worth uh, detach away from your self-worth. Yeah. But it does take other people to find value in you. Correct. You can't just, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the equivalent of every girl being like, I'm a 10, I'm a 10. It's like, <laughs> chick, you're 400 pounds. You're definitely not yes. a 10. <laughs> it, you need other people to validate that mm -hmm. for you. But you said no. something super controversial oh boy. about high value men. Yeah. You went on the record and you basically said that Elon Musk and right. Jeff Bezos, as examples, are mm -hmm. not high value high men. Value, How is that possible? High value in the sense that like, so when you see somebody who is, who is very like super rich, and then their sort of personal life is in shambles. What that says to me is that there's an aspect of like you money muscles game, uh, whatever the conventional definition of what high value is. I would not put Elon Musk as sort of a high value guy. Monetarily, absolutely. But from a family creation perspective, probably not. If you're looking at somebody like Jeff Bezos, who was with Mackenzie Bezos for, you know, to the tune of what, $33 billion divorce. Yeah, that's what she got in the settlement. And yep. as a guy who could, I mean, is a guy who could have a new girl every day if he wanted to, who's he with? Lauren Sanchez, right? So in, in my uh, estimate, when I see that, I go, well, that's sort of something that's a part of his, his life that's out of balance. I'm not saying he should have like, you know, like new chicks every day. I'm just saying that if that's, if Lauren Sanchez is who he's trading for from Mackenzie Bezos, which everybody had a problem with back then, 
um, then that says to me, so, like maybe his his headspace is so, not. In but the right, get right, back right. to Elon for a second. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that Elon's not completely high value because his personal life. Well, he's had divorces and yeah. and kids out of wedlock, what have you. Well, I mean, according to the standards of say a um, uh, a Ben Shapiro, then yes. Because he's he's basically uh, all he does. I love you, Elon, but all he does is breed. You know, I mean, all he does is have a like a string of relationships with women and has has uh, babies with them. Isn't that part of the them. purpose of like? To well, reproduce okay. If, if that's the case, offspring? then is is Nick is, 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 is Nick Cannon? He can do that. Is Nick Cannon is Nick a high, Cannon value, a high value, value man? I mean, what would you, what would you guys think? No, I think what he's doing is irresponsible. I mean, can people be a high value in like different? Topics. Yes, like that's so, like so, so, be high value in this, so this is, high value in that. So this is, this, I agree, and that's exactly what Michael yeah. said. He yes. said so, people okay. in your network. Yeah. So in Nick Cannon's network, he probably is a high value sure. man, right? For okay. sure, he's got a new show called "Who Wants to Be Nick Cannon?" Nick Cannon's baby's mom. Have there you seen you it? It's hosted <laughs> by uh, Kevin or uh, I forgot Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's hosting a new show. That's a real thing. Is that, I yeah, thought that was a joke. I don't know if it was a joke, but that was it was pretty funny. No, the thing is, I'll use the example because he's in the news right now. Let's Zion Williamson and John Morant. Zion Williamson, he is not as quick as John Morant, but he's got more strength. So in the strength attribute, if you're playing NBA 2K, he's going to be a 99. Yeah. John Morant, as far as leaping and quickness, is going to be a 99. They are both high value in different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, but so, John, John Morant might uh, be uh, low value when it comes to brains because that yeah, guy might about sure. to lose $200 million. He's about to use $200 million. guns on screen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not so, exactly the smartest guy. Yeah. I mean, you can also break it down. Is Sam Bankman Freed a high value man? He was. He definitely was is at one point. Jeffrey Epstein a high value man? You can definitely say Jeffrey Epstein was at one point. Is, the problem is when you think, the society think a high value person is only when you talk about money. I am mm. agree with you. Yeah. It's so many things in the life that is important. Was Mahatma Gandhi? You know, but no, but only but the money. So For example, I am agree with you. Mm -hmm. I know so many rich guys. For me, are not high value men. But you know, because for me, the most important is the hurt, your I feelings, your intentions mm -hmm. when you do something. You know, because that's why the world is like that right now, because everybody only care about. It. Money, money, money. Yeah. What is in your hair? What is in your mind? Are you thinking before to do something? Your intentions are pure? Because that's the be problem. When the, the people it, only think money, money, money. So the, the guy only has value when he is rich. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to so, say is we, we, we broke you. this down into sort of conventional terms on that debate with, yeah. with, uh, with Destiny and Sneeko. Um, there are still certain like conventional aspects of uh, when we talk about money, muscles, and game. I mean, when you look at the, the sort of the trifecta and keeping those things in balance, I think that maximizing those things is something that can contribute to high value. Uh, you've got to be useful. You've got to like uh, I think it was Kevin Samuels who said something like uh, you know you've got to have uh, at least ten thousand dollars a month these days. So one hundred twenty thousand dollars minimum, like as far as money is concerned. Someone would say there's no way I would get with a guy that's less than what five million dollars right yeah. a year. Um, but so we're, we're looking, okay, what's the baseline? But really what it is, is are you productive? Are you industrious? Um, do you, um, are, are you useful? Are your burden of performance? Are you living up to your burden of performance? Because like I said, not everybody can be an Andrew Tate draped across a Lamborghini uh, driving down you know, Miami. There are guys who are high value men who are in fishing villages on the coast of Chile. They just happen to be within that context. They're the, they're the mayor. They're the, the, the king of that, that territory, yeah, well, that, I, that context. I, I get it. There's like yeah. random exceptions in, in Chile, but I mm -hmm. think there are certain benchmarks mm -hmm. that a man does have to hit. And I really like what you had to say. Mm -hmm. uh, you said 
it's the man that other men want to be, and other women want to get with. So that doesn't mean, oh, but that doesn't mean it's a good person then, right? If we use that, I agree with him, but like, Ricardo, use an example. Pablo Escobar, when he died, I was still, I was, I'm 45 years old. I remember the day he was captured. I was in Medellin the day he was captured. He, he surrendered. Um, when that happened, when he died, this man had brought so much death and destruction to Colombia. And at the same time, there were hundreds of thousands of people laying rosaries and roads and crying in the streets when he was killed. How does this make any fucking sense? This man was a sociopath. And yet people were so, like, building shrines to Pablo Escobar in Colombia. Why is it? It's because to some people in some areas, he was building uh, football fields. He was giving money to the poor. He was influencing politicians. And on the other hand, he was, caught, he was responsible for a terrorist bombing and, that killed uh, like 400 people. At the, when you looked at these whole t situations in total, there's no way that you can't say to some people in Colombia, he wasn't a high status person. He was a multi-billionaire. But at the other hand, he was a horrible, horrible person uh, for what he did. And so that's why these things get really uh, confusing when he says he's a, uh, a man that other men want to be. People still go play paintball at his fucking old finca right now, right? And, <laughs> and, and other women want to be with Women did want to sleep with him. So this is where things get very confusing. So but what that proves I, what, her what point, I'd like too. To... She says that for her, what's most important is actually, you know, emotional right. uh, yeah. intelligence and sensitivity to probably... You decide, you you decide what kind of leader you want to be. Mm -hmm. Pablo Escobar, definitely, he was an amazing leader. I, everybody I agree with that, yeah. you know? But you decide what kind of leader you mm -hmm. want to be. He's a negative leader yeah, because if you need to kill people if you need to do all of these bad things for help the poor people for me it's not worth it because yeah. i prefer to help less people but if i did good actions with good intentions because that's why the society is very confusing right now oh if i help poor people so i can kill all everybody Plato you know plumo. it's but, not it's <laughs> not a it's not a uh, like how oh, i can say that it's not like justification. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, uh, just justify. Justification. I don't it know how justify to say it. Yeah. Justify, because you help poor people, you can kill everybody in my country. For sure. But then yeah. I am from Colombia. I know very good the story of Pablo Escobar, and I can tell today. I am not agree with him, you know, because you always have to do right things. That's the point. So, so what is a, a high value man for guys? You here's then? where I want to go with this right now. So. There, there's, you know, you've said this before, that there's exceptions to the rule. And I think one of the things that I think is that we should establish right now, and I like what you guys did on Fresh and Fit, is because mm -hmm. you kind of gave a, a checklist and a benchmark. Mm -hmm. And you also said sort of like the holy trinity, the trifecta. Mm -hmm. I think it's important not to like toss out the exceptions of the fisherman guy in Chile mm -hmm. or the Pablo Escobar, who's a mass murderer, killer, cocaine dealer. But okay. there are certain elements. Like when you talk about money, muscles, and game, those are, the, those are the easy, quick things to say. Can we all agree, when it comes to money, gentlemen, ladies, it's not just the money, it's your network ability, it's mm -hmm. the business, that, it's mm -hmm. the people that you work with, mm -hmm. it's what you're able to, how much value you bring. There's elements to the money side of things, mm -hmm. and, it, and, and it keeps going down from there. When it comes to muscles, right, that's looks. That's mm -hmm. how you dress. That's how you smell as a man. It's basically everything that you're putting out when a woman looks at you that's attractive. Are you fit? Are you conditioned? There's different things like that. And then to the, to the Pablo Escobar thing, the game part is, I feel like a, an open window. All right, what's part of game to me? This is me. 
Are you a man of character? Are you, an, are you a liar? Are you a scumbag? Are you a cheat? Are you an honest person? Do you have integrity? Are you smart? Are you wise? Are you funny? Are you romantic? Are you humorous? It's, it's easy to say money muscles game, right? But each of those have different layers. Boom, 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 boom. So you can be super good looking and you can be super wealthy. But you can be a total piece of shit. But are you high value? Well, you ter you're two thirds there. So there's different, there's like a, it's like the holy trinity, not to bring Jesus into this thing, it's sitting over there, but that, that there's elements of this. And I, I really like the, the, what you're saying, like the John Morant, Zion Williamson thing, is that if you ever play any sort of game, Madden, NFL 2K, it'll be like strength, 80%, mm -hmm. quickness, 60%, you know, headstrong, 100%, are you a leader? And there's different levels to this. You know and what? my advice to men is get to the top of each of those things. With money, are you in the 50% category or are you at 99%? All right, if you're at 99%, all right, looks, are you working out? Are you looking good? Are you dressing well? Are, are, you, are you learning? Are you reading? Like, keep, I always, here's what I do, and then I'll turn this over to you guys. Yeah. I constantly give myself a one through 10 score, rate myself. You know how everyone's fascinated with rating girls, rate yourself <laughs> one through 10, rate yourself one through 10. I rate myself one through 10. What do I rate myself one through 10 on? My money, how's my money? All right, cool. Had a sick month, had a sick year, money's tired. All right, cool. You're at an eight, you could be at a nine, PBD's at a 10. How are you gonna get to his level? Boom, all right, cool. All right, health, fitness, muscles. It's like, dude, since I hung out with you in Vegas, I haven't worked out in fucking two weeks. It's like, I feel not good. I'll give myself a nine before. Now I'm like at a six and a half. Step your game up, Silas, boom. All right, and then game, all right. Personality, I'm reading, I'm learning, I treat people the right way. Nat, I really appreciate you. I have to remind myself to, to show appreciation because sometimes I'm a dick. I get it. But I'm constantly giving myself a score to improve. And that's really the message to people out there is that wherever you're at, wherever your definition of high value man is, just keep improving, as you say, mm -hmm. and the world will judge you by those results. Now, the, the question I have is, how fast do you want those to all of your stats to increase? And what do you have to sacrifice? And what do you have to do to make those stats increase? And remember, we all have our own innate sort of talents and strengths. So maybe one of those attributes is very easy to, to get up. Others are very, very difficult to get up because of, you know, maybe you just have a natural deficit in that. But mm -hmm. again, hyperbolically speaking, when I'm putting a tweet out like that, what I'm saying really is, are you willing to sacrifice, like say what a Brandon Carter is willing to sacrifice, basically outsourcing all the things that we sort of take for granted. I mow my own lawn, I pick up my own dog shit because I got dogs out there, right? I go and remove my own snow, right? I go and fill up the, the gas in my truck. Right? You're a good husband, kind of, really. I'm a, I'm a goddamn <laughs> great husband. And I'll tell you the thing Only is- Only if you were an eligible bachelor, but you know what? Would be I still have, And I still come on here and people still in some way think I'm a high value guy but I've got one hand and one leg tied behind my back because I have other responsibilities that I'm not willing to sacrifice because those are very important to me. My family is very important to me, my wife, my dogs, everything is very important to me. So my stats might not rise as fast as someone's stats who says, you know what, I don't want any of that. I don't need to be married. I don't need to have a family. I don't need to, I don't want to get a paternity suit. All the stuff that I mentioned in that, really all it is is just the most extreme example of what are you willing to do and what are you willing to sacrifice so all your stats can go up as fast as possible. I so have here, a quick here's question. I don't think the two options, what, do, what would you say is more fulfilling? Would you say being a father and a husband is more fulfilling than maybe being a high value man with none of for those me, things? For me, it's more fulfilling to be a, a father and a husband, but okay. I also still have to play at a higher level than anybody else too. 
So if I'm going to do what I'm doing, writing five books, come out and do podcasts and have my own podcast and still stay on top of my game doing this kind of stuff, would I have risen to where I am right now faster if I didn't have that? Probably so, because you're talking about obstacles and things that responsibilities and liabilities and accountabilities that you don't necessarily have if you have all of those things. Now, it's worth it to me mm -hmm. because I find that more fulfilling, but that doesn't mean like I wouldn't have had a different answer when I was, if I hadn't known all about this stuff when I was 23 years old. Well, here's, what I, do, here's what I wanna do, I wanna do, get the, the ladies. Um, that makes sense. If you could give a description of your ideal high value man, three words. Don't need three paragraphs, don't need three whole run-on sentences. Six, six, six. If you could do three <laughs> words to describe your ideal man. Well, I want him to be wealthy, I want him to be good looking, I want him to be sweet, I want him to be funny, I want whatever it is, what are the three words that you would pick? Kylie, go ahead. He's literally sitting next to me. Yeah. Okay, so, so give the three words about Michael. Well done. That makes him high value? Yeah. Since he's already here and you have him in your life, all you have to is, is this is a layup for you, baby. Make him blush. Give the Come three on, words that describe Michael. Well, he's charismatic. Okay. Okay. Um, he does charity events, which is really cool. Like a lot of men are not like that. Um, he rescues cats. So there's like his little charismatic side. I'm, so, I'm so a pretty. I, if, I, if I can, you said basically charismatic. charismatic. You love his personality. Yes. Number two, he's you love extremely his, how empathetic he is. He cares about charity. intelligence. You got one more, and baby. His Don't masculinity. mess this thing up. Masculinity. That's, okay. Those are the three Shout components. Out to you, brother. You must be taking that turkesterone. That's my must be what I mean. <laughs> uh, Fosh, describe your ideal man. Three words. Um, protective, provider. Um, I guess generous and like just a good heart too. So protect, good provide, heart. good heart. Yeah. Sounds like you read the rational mail right there. Uh, protector, you just, you just provider, good heart. Invested. Okay, <laughs> Nat, what are your three words? Um, I would say uh, successful. Well, health is number one. Success, um, and then discipline. If I could add four, family oriented. No, sorry, sorry you only okay. get three. <laughs> You're not getting extra credit. Okay, you're that girl trying to get extra credit on the test. <laughs> sorry, Caro. Oh my three God, words. I have so many. No, no, this is the whole try. point. I know. Yeah, this three. is why I said don't do run-on sentences. Give us three. <laughs> Uh, for me, the inner beauty is the most important thing in a human. Inner so, beauty? Yeah. Okay. So I like a man that works every day in his inner beauty with a good habit. How does a man work on his inner like beauty? Like meditation, good okay. food, good habits. Gotcha. This is the most important thing for me. Uh, very sensitive because he can have a balance with feminine energy and mm -hmm. masculine energy. And provider is very important. So do we call that a beta male? I was going to say, it sounds like you're describing a woman. <laughs> Say it again. You're almost describing a woman. A sensitive, man in touch with his feminine. Yes, very important. Feminine side. Yeah. You're not a lesbian, though. It's no, 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 no. Okay, but I'm maybe you would. No, I'm not lesbian, but uh, it's very important that the people know we are the same. We have masculine energy like women's, and mm -hmm. the men have feminine energy. I agree with that 1,000%. Sometimes 1, the society is confusing that if you are a girl, you only have feminine energy. And if you are a man, you only have masculine energy. We have both. And we need no. a balance. And the spirituality teach us how to keep a balance between both energies. Should men have mostly masculine energy, though? No, most. We have both. No, no, I understand. No. But should men have question, mostly man, masculine yeah. energy and should women have mostly feminine energy at least? Or should it be 50-50? No, 50-50. So you're saying that men should have feminine and masculine energy equally? We have both. 
I don't know. You have both. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, my, my yeah. testosterone levels are 17 times higher than my estrogen levels. So yeah. I don't have the quite the same amount of both. Does that, that is, make sense? That's literally the definition of androgyny. Yeah. Like, like we are, we are, di- you understand, we are different, right? So you're, when, like in World War II, when those guys were going to storm Normandy, they weren't meditating before they went there, right? They weren't concerned with their feminine. They were concerned with dying. So in that moment, there was not a lot of concern with their feminine energy. They were concerned with solving a problem. And so being extra feminine at that point, eating good food no, and no meditating. Extra feminine. Is, is, huh? no, no extra feminine. It's just a little bit. Okay, a little so not, sensitive not because, because yeah. sometimes for the men, it's too hard to connect with their couples because they are too rude. You need to be sensitive for sure. understand your woman. And this is part of the feminine energy. You need to connect with women for have a healthy relationship. Uh, I, w- I, would, you know? I would make the argument that you being masculine helps you connect with your woman. And a woman being feminine helps her connect with her uh, woman. Opposites right? attract. Yeah. I, would, I, would ma- I would make the argument that, that through evolutionary psychology. And you can research about that. Yeah. No, I, we have both energies. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start yeah. researching on that. I'll yeah. 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 start yeah. tomorrow. Michael, I know that you <laughs> yeah. haven't read any books in your life. I haven't read any books on that. Let me get started on researching. I think what you're saying is that we do have both. We yeah. get it. We've established that. We're moving on. What Michael is basically saying is for a man, you better have a lot more fucking masculine energy than female energy. Sure. Be sensitive. Be in touch with your inner, you know, meditate. Do all that. But if you're going to be a man, be a man. And at the same time for a woman, like if you showed up, you're like, what's up, bro? I'm in touch with my masculine energy. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking but the about? Masculine energy, have your feminine the energy. masculine energy is not, for example, for a woman, is not to be like brute like you. You know, the masculine energy is when a woman have the capacity for work, for think, for drive. Sure. You know, independent woman. So masculine energy is thinking. Yeah, this is the this is the masculine energy in a woman when it's independent. You know, I started this. I started this off with no run-on sentences. I know we've done this, so I appreciate your three words. They're very feminine with a little touch of provider. Georgia Mafia in the house. You got three words for me. Uh, yes, well, uh, obviously it doesn't cover everything, but I would say my non-negotiables yeah. um, are my core values, which would be empathy, um, genuinity, and by that I mean, you know, fully be yourself and bold honesty, and um, passion. Passionate, okay. So there's no money in there, there's no career oriented there. There's no looks in there. It was all mostly inner work. Those are my non-negotiables. Okay. Then maybe he's very ugly. He has plenty of money. I love it. And then what was that last part? Mm-hmm. I love it. You love what? I love him. If he has plenty of money. Oh, he's, he's got ugly. plenty of money. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all about balance. So here's the question. Would you rather have... <laughs> balance the a, checkbook. Some people call that opportunism, yeah. but okay. <laughs> Would you rather have... This is, this is not a trick question. If you could only pick one binary. A man, he's in touch with his his inner workings, his inner beauty, he's in touch with his feminine side, he has all those beautiful things going on, he listens to you, but uh, he has no money and he lives with his parents. Or, super successful guy, taking care of you, he's got all the money, but maybe he's just not there emotionally and there's, no, there's sort of, he's lacking that presence that you want in your life, that emotional connection. What would you prefer? So the second guy can't bring me the emotional and caring side, uh, the, that feminine side that I do need. Okay. Um, well, so you're going to be living choose, with him in his mom's house, but you guys are going to be connecting I, I, the fuck out of life. I'll right choose there. the first one and uh, and help him get rich. Okay. And how are you going to do that? Plenty ways. I have, I have some it. secrets. Okay. Help him get rich. 
All right. Teach him how to use people. Invest in his potential. <laughs> Rolo, okay. Correct? Is that, is that well, realistic, though? Well, no, it's not, Bring because most women want a turnkey relationship. Yeah. They want to find a guy who's already yeah. made. That's right. why when that's why women tend to See, want so, a man that's older than so them. I, this I, is why they want to fuck the, 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 the people at the finish line, right? With well, yeah, it's, yeah, well, they, they I mean, I'll quote Rich Cooper here, is that women don't care about a man's struggles. They wait at the finish line, and they want to bang the winners. I, don't, I think that's half correct. I think mm -hmm. that not every woman can be the woman waiting at the finish line. She has to, in some way, find a guy who has potential, invest in that potential, and hopefully he will be the guy that's going across the finish line, mm -hmm. and she'll be in the car when he f goes across the finish line because she took a chance on him back when she was 23, 24 years yeah. old. Now he's a winner. Now she's a winner as a result of that, and it was a good, she bet on the, a winning horse. Besides from experience, like, it's a lost cause trying to uh, teach a guy to be more emotional uh, and so, so, intelligent. So, so but isn't it harder to teach a guy how to go make money, though? I haven't tried that yet. But that's my so, point. So, no girl's gonna find a guy and be like, all right, you've got all the emotional side of things. Now let me get your broke ass a job. Let me help you figure it out, buddy. <laughs> girls won't do that. I'll make him write poetry. Okay, so yeah, writing you know, poetry. That you know, sounds like a great idea. Walt Whitmer's yeah. in the house yeah. just uh, really really good. making all that money these let, days. Let me, ahead, let me explain maybe why our viewpoint is different on this. And it's not just because we're men. It's just because we all used to be in our 20s and then we're not in our 20s anymore. When I was, tw Kylie's 21, when I was 21, if 21. I went up to, when okay. I, when I, if I went up to a girl, <laughs> if I went up to a girl like Kylie when I was 21, she wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire because her priorities were different than my priorities were at that time. So here's the thing, if I choose to increase my success read more books, improve myself, at all. like we talked about all the different sliders. If I do that, and then I can see anecdotally that women are more attracted to me, it's really hard for me then, no offense, to listen to your advice about me being more feminine, being more in touch with my feminine side and being more sensitive, because I watch guys who are more sensitive and they get stomped on by their girl. Then I watch guys who are more business-oriented, more problem-oriented, and more success oriented and more masculine, and I see them having many, many more women being attracted to them. So when I listen to what you say versus what I see, remember I was broken in my 20s, and now I'm not broke in my 40s, those, ex those experiences, and then the experiences of Rolo, and the experiences of Adam, when I look at those things, it's very clear to me that what you're saying, while it may seem really nice theoretically, in practicality, it's not true, because I was once 22, always losing out to the 35-year-old guy who was successful yep. over and over again until I finally decided to be successful. And then guess what? I started having more success with women. So you can say one thing, but the world is showing me something else. And the extreme example of that, again, would be Pablo Escobar. All he cared about was money, and women were throwing themselves at him. So that, but that's, not all the women. Huh? Not it wasn't, it wasn't all women, women, but from our standpoint, when a guy goes off and he's not particularly tall or good looking or famous, and he does what you say, where he goes and he starts worrying about going to yoga and meditating all the time and not making any money, you'll notice no women talk to him. Yeah. No matter how in touch with his feminine they are, no women are interested in him. No women talk to him. He has no success with women. But he ends up buying my balance. program. Huh? You can find balance. He's not to do yoga all the time, right. meditate all the time, balance. Well, well, I think what Michael it's, not, it's uh, not balance. It's like it's like ninety ten. Yeah. I think the vast majority of the time. Again, when he's caring for his kids, of course, he doesn't need to be some brute. But mo the majority of the time, he needs to be a but masculine the most, provider. But the most successful people is learning now how to meditate. 
I, I agree. I agree because they have that privilege. Stressful, Carl, but they have, me, but they have the privilege. Again, if we were, if the zombies but were you here, can meditate 15 minutes. Can I the meditate morning, in a squat minutes. rack? Can I meditate at the gym? Can I meditate while I'm lifting weights? Does you that can count? meditate wherever you want. Yeah, so, so but I mean, like, like what form of meditation? What what is a what is a meditation? That's the whole thing. I, I love it when people say you just got to sit there and just like you know peace out, right? But it's Carl, I'm, it's I'm, like I meditate in nothing. the gym. That's gonna, how I meditate. I'm, I'm, Ten minutes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else that's gonna offend a lot of people, but I'm just gonna say it. What we think of meditation today is a fucking Hallmark card. We have been <laughs> sold this Western version of meditation that was made for consumerists. Medi like when you listen to Eckhart Tolle, when he talks about modern meditation, he laughs at it. You don't need to have a guy with a man bun wearing Lululemon pants with, who's a meditation organizer In saying namaste circle. at the end of the day. <laughs> where, you know what I'm saying? Who does a bunch of, whose name is Brock, who can do the splits. People think that that's meditation or that's yoga. No, if I go shoot baskets and I make 10 free throws in a row, that's meditation. If I get on the squat rack, that is meditation. And if I solve a problem at work with my team, that is also meditation. Because the point of meditation is not to sit there and go, um, the point of meditation is to bring you into the present moment. That into is the point. Power. And it has, and it and has, and it, has it has been horribly, horribly misinterpreted by by Westerners in 2023 to believe that I need to have Lululemon pants on. It is not actual meditation. <laughs> it's not about that. But meditation it's is to bring that. you into the present moment. So if I jump out Except of an airplane, that is meditation because it brings me into the present <laughs> moment. That is the true interpretation of what that word means. And it has been bastardized. It has been bastardized so that we can sell hot yoga courses. That, <laughs> that's what's happening right now. You don't need a meditation coordinator. If you guys want, like, it's just crazy the way that this whole thing is changed. Like, if you actually go back, because I'm not a person who reads quotes. I actually read about Gautama Buddha. When, uh, when I understand what the Buddha actually meant it, w versus like reading some inspirational quote that I saw on Instagram that I double clicked on, like I liked. No, you have to understand what that means. Satori means absence of mind. It means I want for nothing. That's actually what meditation is. And it has been bastardized and misinterpreted so horrifically over the last hundred years so that people can sell meditation courses and books. And Joe Dispenza and uh, Deepak Chopra can make a mockery of quantum mechanics and start talking about mysticism when it has no basis in reality whatsoever. I'm going to go meditate at the gun range right yeah, after Yeah, for this. sure. If I, go, if I go to the gun range and I have a rifle and I hit 10 bullseyes in a row, that is present moment awareness. That is meditation. If you were to look at the neurochemicals and the actual way that my brain waves are working when I do that versus somebody who sat there and did a three-day a three ayahuasca retreat, it's the same <laughs> effect on the brain. It brought me into present moment awareness. There is no difference between the meditation or the mental health ability of somebody who's a really great quarterback than somebody who's a yogi. It's the same. It's just we have interpreted one thing to be more peaceful or more feminine than the other, and it's been a massive bastardization of this but idea. But you are right. The most important thing is to learn how to be present. Yes. Because it doesn't matter how money you make at the year. Correct. And I, you, if you don't know to be present yes. and connect with the other humans, you are... You uh, are but, but, all right, guys, I, well, listen, let's, we got a two-hour show yeah. here, and I think we just... I was working so hard. I'm very upset with you right now. Yeah. I was working so hard to get our, this next show sponsored by Bikram Yoga, and I think they just pulled out. So <laughs> fuck you, Michael. Shout out to Bikram. Yeah, we, we were working on that. Bikram. But, um, let's move on here. I think we've established uh, some of the merits of High Value Man, and we all kind of uh, gave our take on that. What I want Rolo and Michael to do, and then the ladies to weigh mm. in, is obviously there's a lot of men watching. 
uh, but a lot of these men want women. How would you define a high-value woman? Are there certain oh. benchmarks? Let's leave all the, you know, fringe women out there. Like, depends if you're living in a, a fishing vision in Chile. Let's mm -hmm. pretend we're in America. Well, there's conventional you know, aspects. Exactly. Let's get conventional yeah. Yeah, with yeah. this. I'm not talking about passport bros moving to different countries. Let's yeah. pretend we're all staying in fucking America. And how would you define America. a high-value woman here in America today? First off is uh, physicality, uh, physical fitness, I, I, and, and not just as an obligation, but as something that is like sort of intrinsic to that, to that woman. Physical fitness is number one simply because we live in a, well, we live in a country right now where 75% of the population is overweight. 40% of women are obese. Women who are in shape are, it, it, like I walk through, I can walk through the Vegas airport, I can walk through Miami airport, just put your phone away, look at the people around mm -hmm. you, those are normal people. We are, when we're, whenever we're doing Access Vegas, everybody complains, oh, you guys don't have normal girls on there. Walk through an airport, look at the women around you, and tell me you want to see them on the show. So number one's physicality, um, staying in shape, because that's something that I think that uh, you want to, you want to save the West with more babies. Ladies, stay in shape. Guys, stay in shape, too. So that's number one, uh, the physical side of things. Um, also, there has to be something that is value added. So it's not just, uh, is she sexually available? Is she hot? Is she passed the boner test? Do I want to get with this chick? There has to, if you want to form a long-term relationship in some way, there has to be something that is, um, that is uh, value added to that woman, which I think is where most women today kind of like drop the ball. They think that that value addedness is to be more masculine. I, gotta, I have my business, I have my education, I have all these things that make them the man that they wanted to marry. Those are not the things that men who want to marry you are looking for. For the most part, heterosexual men don't want to marry other, other men or, or women who sort of behave like men. They want to be with a woman who is more naturally feminine. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people to sort of accept these days because we have a really tough time defining what are aspects of, of feminine, conventional aspects, not traditional conventional aspects of masculinity and femininity. So there's that nurturing, there's that, there's that, uh, like a, a lot of people say, um, I need a woman who's gonna be my peace. Well, what does that mean? That means it's a woman who is supportive of you, who is investing, who, who will take the chance to bet her sexual agency when she is young on you that you're going to end up becoming a, a high value man or you're gonna be a winner passing the, the, the finish line. That woman who understands and sees the sort of the, the God's eye view, like the force for the trees, and says, you know what? I realize that I only have a certain window of opportunity here. I'm gonna consolidate on this guy. He's got potential and have the wisdom and the foresight to say that this guy's going somewhere. I like his personality. Just that insight, I think insight is the number one thing that women, like outside of physicality, insight. Because if a woman can say, if she thinks to herself, um, I should apologize for that. I should, uh, I should encourage him here. I should uh, like innately, not out of obligation, but uh, as just sort of like who she is characteristically, uh, that has an insight to say, you know what, in other situations, I might call this guy a bum or I might, I might like berate him in some way, but to say, you know what, I was off base, I'm gonna apologize, sort of get over yourself. Insight is one of the rarest qualities in women right now, and simply because I think it's probably the last two or three generations that it's never, it hasn't been encouraged. Would you call that female intuition? Not so much. Like when I talk about intuition, it's like sort of like that, uh, that uh, the filter, the hypergamous filter, is this guy like who he says he is? But insight is something like if, if a woman like wrongs you, if she, uh, if she uh, in, in some way offends you, and she says, oh, 
I should apologize for that, just on her own, like, un, like no one unsolicited saying, you know, you owe me an apology. Like if she comes to that on her own, that's insight. That's just one example of it too. Just, just throwing that out there. So I'd like, I expect, you know, contrition you, from women How all often the time. do you, like if you're doing a business deal, or if you're going out to mm -hmm. dinner, or if you, but you bring your wife along, mm -hmm. and, but she's gonna notice maybe blind spots that you won't notice right. as a man. Like I'll give you an example. We just had dinner at, um, PBD's house the other day. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson's there, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson, Michael Francis, Chaz Palminteri. We had, we had lunch. We're all sitting there. And Mike Tyson brings his wife. Mm -hmm. And she shows up and she's like, all right, like she's almost like guarded. You can tell that she's looking very much after Mike Tyson to make sure no one's here to take advantage. Like mm -hmm. she has that female intuition. A lot of women, like a, guy's, a guy will just leave the house and be like, all right, all right, we'll figure out what I'm doing. Woman, they, all right, how I dress, I got my mace. Like there's women, there's things that women are gonna notice. Natalia brings a lot mm -hmm. of that same value to me. Mm -hmm. So what's the point is Mike Tyson's wife, all of a sudden you saw that after end of lunch, mm -hmm. after she learned about us, you understand what we're doing, after we just did a two hour podcast, you could see her be like, all right, you're cool, you're cool. Mm -hmm. Mike goes, hey, grab my number, whatever. He goes, oh, get it from my wife. I go, all mm -hmm. right, cool. I go, hey, Mike wanted me to, exchange numbers she's she goes a compliment to she, his life she goes oh yeah sure here's the number but mm -hmm. you could tell that if i just went to her at the beginning or whatever previously i was like hey mike wants the number she'd be like yeah who are you kind of a thing mm -hmm. so a woman is going to bring something to the table well, so I, then I, we can argue that, that getting I, married can actually contribute to well that's so what what i've always said is this is that men and women are, men and women are different we are fundamentally biologically down to the microbiology of our of our cells are different okay but the thing is, is like we have strengths as men that because we are masculine, women have strengths as women because they are feminine. And when you take and you, you can go and look at brain scans for like how men and women like sort of relate with communication and everything. You lay those across each other, those, those fMRI studies, and you look at them and you put the two, a man's brain and a woman's brain together and you see how the synopsis work. They, they almost all complement the other, like what one lacks in, in one, the other one compensates for them. We are innate compliments. We are evolutionary compliments. You can say we were created that way or we evolved that way. It doesn't matter. We're still compliments. We are better together than we are apart. Then and so, 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 well, that's because marriage is just the formalization of that. Right. Okay. Apart. So the, the government legalization. Well, yeah, but say. it's also like monogamy when we have, we have to mm -hmm. come together as men and women to actually have a child and invest in that child because the nature of our species is that that child is going to be completely helpless, at least for the first like six or seven years of its life. So we have no other choice but to be parentally invested in that if we want the species to survive. Got it. But there are innate strengths that I have that make up for my wife's innate weaknesses and vice versa. Women who understand this have insight. Women who understand that I have, I have these strengths, that, like maybe it's Mike Tyson's wife, right? Understanding that is you want a good, you want, you want two people who are playing um, on the same team and playing the same game. It's like mixed doubles when you're playing tennis. Like you can't be hitting the ball at each other and win the game. You have to have people who can, who can be in the right place at the right time. So when I talk about like how women are innate compliments to men, that goes against the common, uh, the common idea that we are 50% masculine and 50% yeah. you know, feminine and all this stuff because what happens in that scenario is you become this androgynous thing that right. doesn't need anything outside of itself that I, I, I am, you've heard women say this all the time, you are enough girl, no you're not enough because you have weaknesses that a man's strengths can take over. I 
feel like I feel like a preach, bro. I'm preach, bro. And vice versa. And vice versa. That's what I feel like right now. I'm vice versa. Yes. I'm not, and the, and the men up. have weakness too, and they are yes. compliments. We know yeah. that you want to go yeah, meditate, baby. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, where, where, where this thing started, just to kind of mm -hmm. recap, because some of us are taking bathroom breaks, even though we were supposed to do that before the show. I asked Rolo to define a high-value woman, and we're using three words, mm -hmm. uh, ideally. So Georgia, and then I will go kind of around this way, and I'll give Michael the last word on this. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think are the words that would describe a high-value woman, Georgia? And then we'll go around this way. Well, have you seen that that video with the guy that does the hot and crazy ratio? Yeah, hot crazy matrix. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hot crazy matrix. I love that. That thing. was Michael. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> want to see you guys do exactly that, but for mm -hmm. a high value man. Like, what would it be? It would be rich and. Well, we already did the high value man yeah, thing. I know, we I know, spent I know, an hour on it. I, I want to get to the Because I didn't have a chance to step in. Okay. I, 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 I'm trying but to. We're, to we're, we're trying to find out what a high value woman is. So, what are the three. Descriptions or three words, adjectives that you would use to describe your like. Would you consider yourself a high-value woman? Yes. You would. So why is that? If Give me those you, three if, words yeah, that make you a high-value woman. Um. Caring. Okay. Um. Honest. That's helpful. And um. I want to say. Better than supportive, like, you know, cheer, cheerleader gotcha. to a point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, would you put attractive on that list? Yeah. Okay. And would you, so caring, supportive, honest. What happens if you were a caring, supportive, honest, 500-pound woman? Would that make you a high-value woman? I'll just find a high-value man that's 500 pounds. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's your it's answer? It's all about balance. No. So it's or, not or lose weight, like it's skinny. not get your life together, let me just go double down and get another fatty? skinny guy. That's the answer? Okay, so looks is not one of your top three. It didn't come up straight away. Okay, no? well, I appreciate your honesty. So we did there. Caro, uh, we know that number one is that you're meditating. We got that. Number... It's what not are the only other, a meditation. What, what makes you it's a high value It's not only a meditation. No, it's about inner growth. Yeah, it's about Got inner it. beauty. At the same, like, men's, the women have to care about to work in their inner beauty every day. I agree. Okay? So the women have to work in their mindset. Okay? Because now we, the most of women, only care about to be pretty, forget a rich man. Right? So we have to care both ways my pretty my beauty of course in shape beautiful but inside it's very important inside your mindset your hair and your inner beauty okay and it's very important to be a woman that take action and be disciplined okay because it's really hard to to build a, a good future with your partner or with your family if you don't have a discipline this I actually really liked your answer. Outer beauty, inner beauty, and too. actually have your action, uh, your life together. Discipline is the key for Round of applause everything. for her, Angel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. The lovely Fosh Posh, lovely Fosh Posh. Uh, would you consider yourself a high-value woman? Yes. Okay, tell us why. Give me your three adjectives um, to describe yourself. I would say, similar to what you were saying, like inner beauty, knowing like just knowing yourself and knowing how to properly communicate with people and just being like self-aware, being very aware of how you come off and some of the things that you say, I think that makes you more of a high value person than 
just your beauty. You think a man um, is going to think you're valuable for being self-aware? Yes. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm good looking too, and I know that. <laughs> outer so, beauty. So outer beauty, inner, inner beauty outer. too, because in the long yeah. run, if you're with somebody and they're like not emotionally intelligent, you're gonna that negative energy is gonna start to affect you in the long run. Simply put. So yeah, you do need inner beauty. You do need outer beauty, um, which includes fitness and going off of what you said too, like the tears and everything. Yep. So um, yeah, and what's the third one? <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the third one? Um, I guess being able, able to provide value to your partner, too. Um, that could be, like, I guess your intuition, which also goes hand-in-hand hand with self-awareness, um, taking care of yourself mentally and physically. Durability. So, and discipline, like what you said. I like your answer. Posh, posh in the house.